When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 86 of District of Conservation. This is your host, Gabriella Hoffman. I'm coming to you on a Monday with this recording because there was a lot of breaking news over the weekend, and I figured it would be important to provide an update in real time with two really cool things I'm going to be discussing today briefly here on the podcast. But I have three important items related to conservation, balanced use, and exciting campaigns that you ought to be aware of. And I'm going to do my best to break it down for you all. Here's what I have for you this week. Earlier this morning, the Supreme Court ruled in a 7-2 decision to allow the Atlantic Coast Pipeline to go ahead. Now, this is a very controversial issue here in Virginia. I have seen both sides of this issue go back and forth. I have been through the Charlottesville area, that kind of Blue Ridge area where a lot of people have posted signs against it while others have posted in favor of it. And for those of you who are unaware of this, uh, here is what the Associated Press says on this if you want some context. The article reads as follows. I'm going to read a few paragraphs for you, then link to the article so you can read this more in depth. The Supreme Court on Monday paved the way for a critical permit for a proposed natural gas pipeline that would cross under the Appalachian Trail, siding with energy companies and the Trump administration. The justices ruled 7-2 to to reverse a lower court rule that had thrown out the permit for the Atlantic Coast Pipeline. It would bring natural gas from West Virginia to growing markets in Virginia and North Carolina. Its supporters say the pipeline would bring economic development, thousands of jobs, and reduced energy costs for consumers. Justice Clarence Thomas wrote for a majority of the court that the, quote, Forest Service had the authority to issue the permit here. And the two, and this is my commentary now, the two dissenting justices were Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan. So basically all the other liberals on the court joined in in support of this. And here's how the article also proceeded. Other legal issues remain before construction of the pipeline could begin. The narrow question before the Supreme Court was whether the U.S. Forest Service has the authority to grant rights of way through lands crossed by the Appalachian Trail within national forests as project developers Dominion Energy and Duke Energy and the Trump administration argued. The pipeline would run in part through the George Washington National Forest where a 0.1-mile segment of the pipeline would cross about 600 feet beneath the Appalachian Trail. That is the context, kind of a even-keeled context of what that is. And here is what the Atlantic Coast Pipeline said in response to this. This is a major victory for the project. It paves way for the ACP to be completed and bring jobs to the region, stimulate the economy, and lead us to a cleaner energy future. And the reason why they support this, if you guys don't know, natural gas is actually pretty clean. A lot of people dislike that option because of fracking, hydraulic fracking that's involved. But in Virginia, believe it or not, we rely on natural gas. And there's, I'll talk more at length about this in the future, about the Virginia Clean Economy Act and why I 
disagree with its premises and, and what it'll bring. But natural gas is currently enjoyed by about 50% of the population. It supplies about 51%, 53% of electricity. So it plays a critical role here. So the demand for natural gas can be argued, but here's how they proceeded. The Atlantic Coast Pipeline is needed now more than ever for the Mid-Atlantic's region economy and our country's path to clean energy. The one interstate pipeline currently serving the region is severely congested, meaning certain industries are cut off on cold winter days. Our military in Hampton Roads needs more support and economic development cannot keep up with a growing population. They say that natural gas provides the reliable energy needed to replace coal, rapidly expanded renewables, and achieve the net zero emission goals of both Dominion Energy and Duke Energy. So that's what uh, this ruling is in a nutshell. They argue that they have other pending permits. I think we can anticipate more of a legal battle, uh, but I really don't see an issue to this if it's done in a safe manner. Um, because like I said, natural gas does play a role and I think you can have balanced use here. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what will happen, uh, with this case and how it relates to the forest service. Also in line with the forest service is a new rule that was put out by the department of agriculture and its secretary, Sonny Perdue, and some of the updates there to modernize the agency and there have been talks actually that the agency will certain will in the future go under the purview of the Department of Interior. I saw that in a report some time ago. But there are there's some interesting things percolating. It kind I feel like this update kind of goes along the line of NEPA reforms. Uh, but here is what Secretary Purdue said on this issue. And this is from the US Forest Service website and it has four points, the reason for a secretarial memorandum to the chief of the Forest Service. And this was first announced on June 12th, and the purpose is to establish vision, priorities, and direction on the first point being increasing the productivity of national forests and grasslands. The second point being valuing our nation's grazing heritage and the national grasslands. The third point being increasing access to our national forests. And the fourth kind of going along the lines of NEPA reforms, as I've talked about and written about, being expediting environmental reviews to support active management. I want you all to read this because if I list this off, I'm going to bore you to death with it. But those four provisions are really interesting and about, and I'm going to read a little bit more from the USDA here, but I want you guys to read the four points for yourself and and I'll include that in the show notes for you to, to review. But there are about 193 million acres of public lands managed by the Forest Service, and they provide important resources and recreational opportunities to the people of the United States. These lands, kind of like I've talked about in the concept of balanced use, uh, much like BLM lands and other public lands, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service lands, uh, Forest Service lands are also important for different communities, for uh, supplying jobs and providing livelihoods in grazing, mining, oil and gas development, recreation, and forestry. Kind of like, like I said, it is with BLM lands. And they also furnish food and water that all life depends on. And there's been a lot of contention over forest management. People don't like forestry management when it comes to prescribed burns and things of that sort. But that is also necessary in allowing in addition to allowing uh, different activities to take place under the pretext of balance use. And this is from the 
director of the agency. There, these four points are pretty clearly stated. Uh, you obviously see a lot of opposition from groups like the Center for Biological Diversity, and some media outlets are playing are painting this as environmental roadblocks, and it's going to lead to these horrific policies, et cetera, et cetera. And here's what the Forest Service Chief Vicki Christensen said it is. A blueprint for reforms to further provide relief from burdensome regulations, improve customer service, and boost the productivity of our national forests and grasslands. And this came at the heels of Sonny Perdue's visit uh, to Missoula, Montana, where in Montana, if you guys aren't aware, there's a lot of balance use in place. People use public lands to recreate, but also to have a livelihood off of. So before anyone makes assumptions, read through the provisions. I think it goes along the lines of balance use, and I don't think it's going to lead to overdevelopment. So careful what you read. I'm also going to include uh, what the opposing forces and radical environmentalists support. So you actually know both sides, but if this is along the lines of balanced use, I see no fault in this. People come about these decisions not in a hasty manner. They come about this from a pretty measured, well-researched manner. And I think it could bring, again, more productivity to these lands. Some people argue it's leading to overutilization of these lands. But I think this could help a lot of people and follow along the lines of true conservation practices in place. A third but more, let's say, positive note that I want to conclude the podcast on today for you guys is that uh, both Discover Boating and Take Me Fishing, which are public relations campaigns of the National Marine Manufacturers Association and the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation, respectively, they have this really great campaign out, joint campaign out, encouraging people to go boating and to to basically take advantage of the fact that the water is open using the hashtag, the water is open. And there's a really great video to accompany this. And I'm going to include that in the show notes. But if you want to learn more about what this is, I'm going to read for you the press release on how you can get out on the water. But basically this joint campaign is encouraging people to check out boat rentals, to frequent boat cup, boat clubs, to do peer-to-peer boat sharing, to go fishing. Here is the press release from Take Me Fishing about this new campaign. As COVID-19 continues to wear on Americans' mental health, Take Me Fishing and Discover Boating are launching a new public service campaign called Get On Board to raise awareness about the wellness benefits of fishing and boating. The campaign is informed by the latest consumer research from the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation, the national nonprofit organization behind Take Me Fishing brand, According to the current special report on fishing, quote, relaxing and unwinding, end quote, is the number one experience associated with the activity. The report also found that nearly one in three participants said the best thing about fishing is getting away from the usual demands of life. Watch the video, check out the source materials, post about it using the hashtag the water is open or get on board and see if you can encourage people to recreate responsibly and go out on the water this summer. While this episode was a lot shorter than usual when it comes to these type of explainer monologue episodes. I really want you to take the time to read, especially the SCOTUS decision on this forest service permit and the allowing of the Atlantic Coast Pipeline and what kind of the nuances behind there. I want you to take the time to read about the new forest service memorandum 
And I also would like you to check out this new get on board campaign from Discover Boating and Take Me Fishing, which is probably the least controversial uh, measure that I spoke about on the podcast today. But takeaway from those is read the details, know what, you know, both sides are saying about the issue and make a decision for yourself because a lot of important details get lost in discussions and this podcast is here for you to break down the details, break down controversial or so-called controversial decisions or updates and provide some perhaps reassurance that not everything is is burning down (laughs) when it comes to conservation policy. But if you like this podcast, please be sure to find us on your select or preferred podcast platform. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you'll never miss a beat when it comes to guest announcements, interesting updates, things of that sort. Uh, If you have Apple Podcasts, we encourage you to subscribe and review the podcast there. That's our most listened to platform. So if you can send more people our way through there or, or through your preferred platforms, we'd be really appreciative. I'm going to be bringing on some more guests on the podcast very soon, but I figured it was important to bring you these policy updates from in and around the nation's capital and the DC metro region. Thank you for listening. Please leave your reviews. We're really appreciative. Someone left one. We're now at 47 reviews on Apple Podcasts. And send us any story suggestions, interview requests, things of that sort. I'm all ears. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. See you next Monday.